0: This is Life Transformation Radio. Prepare to engage. Seatbelt activated. 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 Download initiated. Initiation. Your quantum journey of transformation begins in three, two, 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 two one.
1: Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Hi, I'm Rob Actis, best-selling author of The Law of Action, voice actor, business mindset coach, the podcast whisperer, and Mr. Exeter himself. Here at Life Transformation Radio, we are committed to share more about real life, love, the power of positivity, romance, and of course, laughter. We care about helping others find their internal drive and purpose. We celebrate life's challenges and overcoming them. On the show, my guests are amazing people, forces for good in the world around them, and they live a life of transformation. My guest today does just that. Today, Nicole Smith, Leve, and I discuss how to turn inwards and start thinking more about what tools you can use to help you take action. And I love how you say that because I am Mr. Action. So if you wanna turn inwards, Seek your own truths of what can help you on your journey and know that serving others can also lead you to take action. This is the show for you. She is a professional dancer turned energy coach. She integrates somatic therapies, breath work and meditation into her work with folks that are struggling with anxiety and depression using a body centered technique. Nicole takes a forward-thinking approach to mental health and trauma-informed care. She holds an MA in Somatic Psychology from the California Institute of Integral Studies and is a well-known workshop facilitator, having hosted wellness retreats all around the world. Since founding her practice, Power Within Healing, in 2013, she has helped hundreds of people overcome their energetic blocks in order to step into their power and live out their purpose. Nicole, welcome to Life Transformation Radio.
2: Amazing. That was the best intro ever. I'm so excited to be here, Rob. Thank you. Oh,
1: my God. I know. And it's funny because uh, my sister Brenna, she was saying, okay, now Nicole is very calm and really centered and <laughs> don't scare her. That's what she said. And I'm like, I'm not going to scare her. I hope I didn't scare you. Did I scare you? No. Not
2: many things scare me. It's kind of part okay, good. of my, my work. But I, I also feed off of your, your light energy. So yeah, let's have some fun.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's all about having a zest for life. And, you know,
0: you never know where the universe is going to take this. But I will tell you, I was mistakenly looking at
1: news today. On, the, on my phone. And it's just like, go down a rabbit hole. And then I was on TikTok and looking at stuff and I'm like, wow, there is all kinds of stuff going on. And I just decided, you know what? There is nothing I can do about any of that stuff that's happening. So I am going to just live in my bliss bubble and just radiate love and light and positivity and we're all just going to be
0: we're going to be good we are yeah. going to be good yeah
2: yeah it can be so easy to um slip into collective spiral when you start yeah i mean the platforms are set up for us to just keep reading the you know we clicked on one thing that was alarming or negative, and then they show us another one. So, yeah, at some point you have to pause, take that holy pause and check in with your body and go what what shifted for me um, and exactly what you said ha, what what agency or power do I have in this moment to make a choice? I can't do anything about this right now. I'm gonna take care of my side of the fence, do what I need to do to. Be, yes, uh, a beam of love in this world that's filled yeah. with a lot of pain and and take it from there. So, and it, yeah.
1: it's causing a lot of stress and anxiety in the world. It is.
2: Constantly being plugged in and, you know, just the demands of, of our current state. Working, keeping yeah. up with that, uh, family life. And yeah. I, Shopping I
1: generally... and, and seeing the prices. I went to Costco yesterday and I'm like, wow. Like I get this particular cheese and I will swear, not even a year ago is $4.99. That's just what it was. Yeah. It's an Irish yeah. cheese. My favorite cheese. Oh my God. Oh, the stuff.
2: Kerrygold?
1: Yes. It is like the <laughs> best cheese ever. It was like $4.99 a year ago. And now yeah. it comes out to over $10. And it's yeah, just, it can really bum you wow. out. Well, it's funny and, because and- I noticed the people in the store were very stressed in Costco. Wow. They were still buying stuff, but they were yeah. looking intently at the prices and like, oh crap, yeah. this is like really expensive. And it's funny because there were actually people that were interacting with other people in the store talking about the prices. Like they were in shock. They're like, wow, this is, wow.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah. And like our, our, pri- I've been finding, I can only speak for myself, I guess my priorities and spending has changed so drastically over the past couple years. Um, I, I feel like I used to have a wider net of like a little bit here, a little bit there. And recently it's really been more routed towards, you know, like what are, at the baseline, what are my true needs? Um, each and every week besides, you know, food and, and shelter, but, um, to continue to be able to show up as a young mom, a young working mom and someone who is, you know, in the helping professions and is around people who are in stress every day. How do I take care of my own sort of, um, what you call vicarious trauma being around folks who are traumatized. So yeah, I'm like, right. hmm, maybe less money towards this and more towards my own, uh, what I'd call self-care and, and therapeutics,
1: yeah, it's it's amazing. So I work with a woman, and she's helping me um, live in love and light, and in five D, and get out of the matrix and out of yeah. out of the analog world. So cool to say yeah. that. Um, and I will say that I used to go to Costco, and I would just buy everything that was there, like just right. everything. And it it's so funny, in you, right? Well,
0: yeah. And I told her, I said, "So, what'd you do?" You mean?" And I said, "What'd you do? Why?"
1: She says, "What?" She already knew, because she knows everything, which is pretty amazing. And <laughs> I said, "I go to Costco now, and it's a big joke about all my friends because I would always buy something new at Costco. And it wasn't just food, it was just stuff, yeah. electronics and tech right. and right. just stuff. And
0: um, I said, "I go into Costco." And I don't buy anything. She goes, how great is that? Yeah.
1: I said, I don't even want anything. Mm-hmm. Like, there, if I really want something, then I'll go and get it. But, um, or if I need something, I guess would be. But not really wanting. Very few wants. It's, and I will say, definitely has had an impact on my bank balance, which was fascinating. Mm-hmm. because yeah. Things went down and the bank balance is on the same. I just wasn't spending money on all that stuff. Yeah. And um, it's very peaceful to walk in. I went in yesterday with my wife and we walked in, we got a bunch of food right. and walked through and I really wanted to buy something.
0: And I didn't, I didn't buy anything. And it was very cathartic yeah. and peaceful yeah. and knowing that,
1: I didn't, you know, even, even this Amazon stuff, you know, mm. I still buy stuff on occasion, um, but nothing like what it was, you know, we it's are just a, a bunch quick, of consumers. It's just
2: a quick fix. Yeah. It's a quick hit of, of dopamine. Oh, I got the thing on sale or this, I've been looking for something like this. I found it now it's mine. Um, yeah. and then it doesn't last. So, yeah. So I, I try to get high on my own supply. That's that's what breath work yeah. does. Um and you know uh, and it, it's a daily practice still after I guess I started in two thousand nine, so math is not my friend, but fourteen years of practicing. Um, I still practice every day multiple times a day. Um and I find certain moments in life that you know, there's more stress than others, there's more verging on that burnout feeling. I I'm like, ah, this, this is free. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, available to me. Uh, you know, I love to empower people to like learn their own little three minute things that work for them and to keep doing it. Cause it's all about like just doing it regularly. Right. The more we practice something, even just like the more you practice going into Costco and seeing the thing and wanting the thing and having pause and like remembering what truly brings you joy and then walking yeah. away from it. Like, that's, that's a practice in itself too, behaviorally.
1: Well, we're going to dive in that in just a minute, but I want to talk about your life because mm-hmm. you used to be a professional dancer. So we had a conversation before we started recording and you wanted to be a dancer, but not necessarily a professional dancer. You just love to move and, and to dance. So tell me about that.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely growing up as an overachiever, perfectionist, um, you know, intelligent little girl, I, I tried to be the best at everything. So, you know, love to move, parents put me in dance, um, right. love to dance, but then it became competitive and it became like, well, try to be the best in the class, try to be the best at the school, try to be the best in the area, uh, you know, to make it in New York City or got to be in the top 5% of all dancers. So got to train with the best dancers in the world in New York city. So it's just like this never ending. You can probably feel, hear the exhaustion in my voice, just like cycle of, um, striving and striving and, you know, battling myself, not being good enough. And I think that from an early age, I was always very interested in indigenous culture uh, I had books on yoga when I was twelve and thirteen. You know, Eastern spirituality really fascinated me. So I I saw myself as someone who could one day integrate movement in a really holistic and free form way and help people heal. Just like you know, you saw uh, in in textbooks, anthropological textbooks about indigenous cultures having their healing ceremonies around fire. I was like, maybe one day. Um, that could be me. I don't know how. Um, and actually, in my adolescent years, when I was probably the most dysregulated emotionally, I found that if I just closed my bedroom door and put on music that moved my soul, and I just did whatever I wanted, not like prescribed movements, nothing with right. big flashy technique or tricks... Mm-hmm but just let myself kind of wiggle around my
1: room. Not a pot of beret or a kickball change or a <laughs> oh, sashay left or sashay right. You were oh, taking some oh, jazz classes in your oh, life, oh, Rob. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I love a good I, pot de
2: beret though. It really I brings people together I, when like folks are... Talking about, yeah, just the classic dance moves. You do a little pod pas pod
1: bourree, everyone loves it. Ball change, Sasha left, Sasha right. I will say that, you know, if you look at people that dance, especially professional dancers, and you say that's so easy or it's not a big deal, take a dance class. I took jazz dance for a year and I will say that dance is an incredible art. And it is extremely difficult to get your body to move the way it needs to move to do dance, especially structured in that environment. Um, you know, it takes muscle memory. It's a lot of work. People have put in a tremendous amount of intention and effort. It's a lot of get... nuance. It's a lot exactly. of nuance. Yeah.
2: yeah. So that's, it takes a long time to get the nuance. I do believe yeah. everyone can move though, and everyone's a dancer. That's kind of my philosophy. Well, you can so right, but you can. But
1: I'm saying in specific ways. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like even we. I did a little ballet, and it was very difficult. And it does, it's very similar, I think, to martial arts. So I'm a martial artist. And so, you know, you can do the movements and you can do this, but once you get that experience and you get that, um, what did you call it? Um, what was the word you just said? Nuance. Nuance. The nuance yeah it's more fluid and flowy and precise and yes. sharp. And
2: and the best dancers in the world do take influence from martial arts and eastern other Eastern traditions in utilizing their breath control to regulate their energy while they're performing. So right. it was kind of like a perfect moment of crossover when I finally took the falling off the cliff moment in my life that we haven't talked about yet. Um, yeah, but went, but went into, yeah, went from like, being on stage in front of thousands of people to being stuck on a couch immobile for two weeks um, and having my boyfriend at the time like have to help me up to like do basic things which was very hard on my ego um, but yeah. yeah I went from there and then I just really took a deep dive into
1: breath so what and happened? energy healing but what so happened? what happened you fast um, forward a little I- bit too fast what happened <laughs>
2: So the whole time I was striving and achieving and working really hard, I had these repetitive injuries to my spine. Oh. And you know, when you first injure your spine in your 20s, you think eh, chiropractor. I'm yeah. I'm 20 physical therapist. I'll bounce back. Right. Like you see the football right. players on the field, like they have physical therapists with them. It's like, Oh, you just tweaked it. You were stressed, you know, right. But then it started happening every few months. Um, my, mm. my first physical therapist actually said to me, I do notice this happens when you have a stressful event coming up. So he said, you should check out meditation. So this was, um, you know, probably 16 years ago before I took the deep dive. Um, and yeah. And then eventually there came a time where it wasn't like a sudden situation, but the amount of rehearsing I was doing, you know, um, and I was doing it barefoot. Um, my body just could not take the shock anymore. I had uh, the MRI showed, I had like multiple herniations everywhere, all over neck, <laughs> low, low back sacrum, which, you know, Okay, people still they repattern their muscles around it. They can still function. So that's what I kept doing: more physical therapy, more pilates. And then one day, my body was just like, "I'm done." <laughs> and it, it, it and I yeah. feel like it kind of snapped the the images in alignment of like what we were talking about before. How I always imagined dance would be in my life, like <laughs> as. An, an older dancer, a more mature dancer. And then actually what I was doing at that time, how much I was rehearsing, how much technical dancing I was doing, honestly, very underpaid too. So it was just right. just getting by because of the love of the arts, which if you have any artists that listen, you know, we're often told, well, if you love it, you know, do right. Right. Doing it for free, and I just burned out um, and um, was immobile on the couch for two weeks. And then, what was discovered when I got the best care you know, at that moment when it was like, okay, this is a true crisis I went to Harkness Center for Dance Injuries, which is like reserved for the uh, yeah, the most famous ballerinas and everything. And they discovered wow. that my legs are actually different lengths. Oh. Wow! And then backtracked and they said, did you ever break your leg? And I said, yeah, I was in a car accident when I was little. And um, so it turned out that because I was so little and I guess my parents thought that through my dance training my whole life, I was actually helping my body because I wasn't that oh. injured until I turned 18 or 19. The legs never grew to be the same length. So my right leg is actually... Um, a little over a half inch shorter than my left. And now wow. I wear special shoes, but I was dancing like 50 hours a week at that point, barefoot. And my body was just like, you need. And to that's amazing
1: <laughs> that you were being so proficient in that way, how your body accommodated, you know, that yeah. difference. And well, it's it made for some how really so how, interesting
2: choreography too.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Being that my, I, I was always a little
2: lopsided. Yeah, you're I always and was fluid. always hired for like, you know, coming up with inventive right. movement. And it's like, oh, because my body there is very go. asymmetrical. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, the universe gives you little signs of like, uh, hey Nicole, um, yeah, yeah we want you to pay attention and yeah. we don't really want you to be doing this. We have bigger plans for you. Yeah. And you either listen or, you know. The universe just will slap you over the head with a two by four. I've said That's it many exactly times That's exactly what I was going to say. It gives you a little nudge. <laughs> it gives yep. you a tap. gives yep. you a hit, a slap. Yep. And then it happened to me. It, it just, you know, if you don't pay attention to the little hints, the little clues. Um,
0: yeah.
1: It, it will It will, the universe will get your attention one way or the
0: other
2: and then to trust yourself in the rebuilding process from there like because it's a it was like a huge ego death for me um not oh. that like i was like you know cocky or something i actually was always slightly insecure even when i was at my best but um just because my identity as a human was so yeah. wrapped up in my success to that point as a dancer and just my abilities as a dancer so, so now suddenly people are telling me um Doctors are telling me that you actually have a disability that you didn't know. Um, right. And I like to just think I'm like differently abled because there's always a way through, you know, and I, right. pe- I go to events where they say barefoot only. And I'm like, I can't do this barefoot. I would like to be here. Can I wear my shoes? I'll clean the bottom. They'll be just as right. clean as someone's barefoot. And they're like, okay, sure. Right. Um, so I just keep moving. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a process, a huge letting go, lots of crying for many months and like, what, now what, now what? I, I, I felt like I achieved this level. I worked so hard for since I was, you know, 10 years old and now what age was I at that point? I guess 28, 29, um, yeah. And then it was a beautiful rebuilding, and that's kind of where I catch people now in my work. Is like they've they've suffered a huge loss or a transition, or they feel like they've they don't even know who they they are anymore. And then I'm like, hey, these things that I did <laughs> started with in that period when I could barely move my body. You know, um, I, I really. It was very tender to rebuild from the ground up to get those lifts back in, um, you know, to go from like full physical athletic dancing to like barely doing some yoga and Pilates. But I went deep into the the breath work and the meditative techniques and things that I could do when I was in stillness and I just felt like this world opened up for me. I remembered that childhood joy and connection to free movement. I, remembered, you know, all those books I had as a kid and, you know, what I wanted to get back into really what I moved away from unconsciously just to get, get a career going. And, um, it gave me permission. So I was very blessed to have that space to do that. Um, and supported by, you know especially my boyfriend at the time who's now my husband and the father of my child so that's all nice and good too
1: <laughs> yeah it's amazing it's amazing how we get caught up in what we do and it becomes who we are so yeah. very similar path that that you had took or that I had is you know I had wanted to be a radio personality since I was a little kid and I worked wow. my life for it yeah. and I became a radio personality in San Diego and with radio, you get fired. It's just part of the business. yeah well, I never really thought of that. I just thought it was unfirable. And at one moment, I was you know the top of my game, and everything was going great and the next minute, um, got called in on a Monday morning and was told that I no longer worked there, and uh, it was devastating, devastating because
0: yes
1: my whole my whole being was being on the radio. So it wasn't, you know, uh, that's, that's who I was, Yeah, you know, and I can imagine the stress that it caused you with, you know, being a dancer and that's very, even not even a job. That's almost core. It's spirit. It's a lot. And, um, same thing with the, yeah. you know, when I went home and I was trying to figure out what was going on, um, a friend told me about meditation. Mm-hmm. And so I meditated and it was, it it worked. It actually allowed me to um, actually get up and look at some messages that I had. A message was from a, a, a radio friend of mine who said, you know, hey, uh, call me. Right. And I called him right. and, <laughs> sure enough, he said, "Hey, you need to be at another station. Um, yeah. Put your demo together. Let me let me send it over to them, and, and I, I think I think they'll hire you. And that's what happened. Mm. And so, you know, when you get calm and at peace, which is not easy to do, it's simple to do. All the noise, the static.
2: Speaking of radio, it just yeah,
1: goes away." Yes, It's just like,
0: it, it, it's amazing how it's so like, if you're new to meditation, there's a lot of noise in your brain, especially someone like me, especially
1: people that have, you know, ADHD or ADD, we're just always thinking and always this.
0: And it's somewhat scary to have nothing and to be part of, nothing but i will tell you and i think nicole will, will add to this is that it, it is actually more energizing to be in nothing than to be in everything for sure it's
2: very tiring to be everything everywhere all at once isn't that the name of a movie yeah yeah, yeah. and um it is, a, it is a little scary to begin meditation if you haven't before and, you're, and you know, a quiet, calm, still space feels unsafe for you. Um, that's actually why I went to get my master's degree in somatic psychology after I had done a ton of breath work and meditation training because, you know, not only did I have the car accident trauma, I had accumulated um, right. several traumas through my life and I didn't realize how that was showing up in my body. I didn't realize how patterns of um, what we call activation in somatic psychology or triggers were actually like wound up in my tissues. And so to feel safe enough to sit and quiet down, some of my meditations needed to be eyes open. You know, some of right. them needed to be with an active breath pattern or a rhythm or something that felt like I was kind of in a little dance of stillness, just keeping a task going versus just let everything go. Just be with your breath. Like I couldn't do the be with my breath at first. Um, right. It was too much. But if it was structured enough to keep my mind just back to the now, back to the now, back to the now, back to the now, then my body got that sense of ease, exactly what you're talking about, where then suddenly in your waking day to day, yes, you've let go of a lot. You're processing a lot of grief but there's less static, um, blocking, you know, what your spirit's calling in right now. And it's, it's like right. really showing you the way if you can, you know, you don't have to lift your chin, but just like, look up a little bit, look around, like the universe is sending you signs. Like now here's the next step. There's that message from your friend, or you see a sign that reminds you of something from childhood or whatever, but you know, um, to keep your energy moving and flowing, even in times of um, great loss or disappointment or depression, I think does put you um, in the seat of your soul so that you can remember, yes, I am uh, you know, this this person who worked really hard for this thing, and I am talented at it, and I do relate to it, and I get a great sense of satisfaction and joy from it. And also at the core of my being. I am this breath that's moving through my body. I am the soul that's here now for a reason. And, very, and it just strips away all the layers of the things that maybe you've only become because someone else told you to become them or because someone told right. you you were good at them. And like really at the core and crux of it, you are your breath, you are your heart, you're, you are your soul.
1: So, how does a layman understand somatic psychology? It's a little bit different than just regular psychology.
2: Right. So basically, instead of only speaking in a therapy session, there is more pause to notice what's happening in your body. Uh, when you're talking about things, noticing tension that comes and goes, noticing temperature changes that come and go, how you're, you're actual posture and the way that you use your hands um change when you're talking about something all of that's very important to understanding your patterning. So that's really the the added layer like a somatic psychology degree is basically the same as any counseling social work degree then there's like another 30 to 40 credits that are all based in body language, um, breath, uh, sensational awareness and things like that and then different techniques and modalities to
1: unwind that yeah one of my favorite things about that environment is mindfulness i'm mm-hmm. i love mindfulness and being mm-hmm. really present mm-hmm. that's one of the most things that i think some people a lot of people they just miss out i mean mindful and yeah. being part of an experience and moments in life mm-hmm. you know i i had an opportunity to do something really incredible. My wife listens; it's amazing. And I had shared with her that, you know, we go to Tapanaki all the time. So I went, and all the time, and I saw that they have a Be the Chef program, and you get to go experience of being a Tapanaki chef at Benihana, and
0: oh, then wow. cook for your
1: friends. And <laughs> I just did it last week, and it was. So much fun,
0: mm. but
1: the experience was like, I can remember all the tastes and the smell and the sounds and the clicking and, and the mm-hmm. heat. And I can feel all that because I immerse myself in the moments and, um, it's not like it's come and gone. And it's so important to be present and to ingest those moments from a kinesthetic level as opposed to just an auditory or visual level, because all of it, yeah, it goes to your core, mm-hmm. and you get to keep it so much longer
0: mm-hmm.
1: instead of it being like just something that you know passes away in your brain, a memory. Mm. I think it goes into your almost your your DNA or your, your
2: cellular your cellular memories. cellular yeah. level, the real yeah. thing. It's so yeah. interesting you say that because I feel like, as a mover first, a kinesthetic learner first myself, listening, enhancing my listening has been huge in um, calming my anxiety. So, you know, I help people through their body, you know, who right. need to feel deeper connection through their body, things I've been doing my whole life to ground and then enhance through the breath work. Um, but in my own personal journey and you know relationship with with anxiety and depression i feel like when i sensitize my ears to what i'm actually hearing and hearing the tone of my voice and things that I never really grew up doing. I, I was. I I loved to sing until I had a teacher in high school who told me I was bad at singing, <laughs> which I was like, hmm, maybe you shouldn't teach singing. Um,
1: That's not very nice.
2: Yeah, that it like kind of closed off my throat. My whole voice changed after that. It was very strange. But then getting into yoga and meditation and breath work and doing more mantra practice, you know, repetitions and chanting and things like that. I started it. to feel my voice again. So listening has been a real a self- soother for me as well listening to others, but also hearing myself <laughs> has made me a lot less anxious when I'm doing things like this, you know, having any like public speaking fear. It's like, okay, you can talk slowly enough and listen to yourself and really listen to Rob. Um, so there's different basically, in summary, there are different pathways for all of us, and I think that we each have a like a strength, we have one, of right. you know, either body, smell, sense, uh, sight, like visual artists are very visually attuned, right? Um, right? And then if we can bring up our other senses to notice more of the world around us too, we'll have this bigger, more rich, holistic experience of being alive, um, which inherently just slows us down a little bit because we're, we're all here for however long our ride is, right? So we better exactly. enjoy it while we're here.
1: Yeah, so did you have the um, spirituality before you had your transformation from being a dancer? Or did it I, really just come out in force after you had your transformation from being a dancer?
2: Yeah, I, the I think- said, hey,
1: Nicole, yeah, you're not doing this anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was a big leap of faith. And it really- like I said, I think the, the grieving process of letting go of, of something that I had worked so hard for really ignited uh, a deeper connection. I think I was always a very compassionate and very caring person, um, you know, and so my, my heart was very open. But as far as like seeing synchronicities in the universe and like just feeling aligned right. and, and, and things that are a daily practice for me now, I hadn't experienced that until I really just had to let everything go. Um, you know, let, let go of so many relationships too, as you know, when you're a working right. artist, right? Like your, your arts family becomes, it becomes like your community it becomes everything. So it was, a yeah. uh, it was a difficult time, but I'm, I do feel that it helps me remembering how, how low that rock bottom was really helps me, um, sit with others who are in their rock bottom and not be, you know, um, I, suffering is suffering we, we're all going to have it at one time or another it it doesn't um I don't run away from others suffering. I'm able to to sit with them in it
1: well, I used to live in San Diego and it's a very butterflyish airy fairy spirituality <laughs> kind of kind of vibe mm-hmm. and had a lot of friends lived in Pacific Beach and you know flotation tanks and all kinds of crazy mm-hmm. stuff out there mm-hmm. and I was like open to this spiritual side, um, but I thought it was, I thought it was pretty airy-fairy. I mean, I, I liked the women in, 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 in that space. They were very, very calm and peaceful and, and really beautiful and, and full of life and energy and um, playful, which I, I thought was really, you know, that was my jam. But man, I really tried to, Buy into all this stuff, and I kept an open mind, but I wasn't really. I wasn't in the conversation. And then I had a near-death experience. Actually, I've had a couple of near-death experiences, but the oh, one that too. I had was I had mm-hmm. a blood clot, and it was really facing death. Like I shouldn't have been alive,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I had time to myself, and my whole world crashed mm-hmm. right before my eyes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yes. I'll be darned. Man. <laughs>
2: that's that's why they call Just, it a spiritual awakening, right? It's like this. I had kind a
1: spiritual of- awakening. Uh my intuition is definitely enhanced. Um mm-hmm. my empathetic ability is definitely enhanced. Uh it's I'm very I feel people mm-hmm. and I can tell people about themselves before I know anything about them. And I get these downloads. It's really uh, fascinating to me. The fact that I even have a life transformation spirituality podcast right, is right. so funny to me because it's just very funny to oh, me. That's and I, I hold it in great self. And the fact that I'm going to a woman who is helping me break in to 5d and live a, um, in the, out of the matrix is pretty powerful stuff. Like it's just, you know, enlightenment, spiritual enlightenment is not what I was known for. And now look at me. So it's what? interesting how the universe just kind of does that spiritual awakening for people.
0: Spiritual
2: awakening is, is, it's not, and it's usually not like a comfortable thing. That's the, that's the, no. part that I think people misunderstand is they see the airy fairy or the lightness or the joy and they think, yeah. oh, that person was probably always like that or whatever. But there's a lot of, um, integrating the difficult parts that we haven't had the courage to look at yet or let go of or be honest with ourselves in, be very sober with ourselves in, um, that then brings about more joy. It's 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 very alchemical, meaning, um, I know everybody uses that word now, but like, you know, you have to have this part and that part, the dark and the light to kind of mix right. around and create that true presence.
0: Yeah, it's,
1: and now... I talk about spirituality all the time. I talk about downloads. I talk about love and light. I talk about the universe provides and the universe does this. And it's 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 quite fascinating.
2: And the more you practice that, back to what we were saying at the top, and the yeah, like I need to see it to believe it. I think you need to believe it to see it in that regard. If yeah, you keep I believing so. it and then you yeah. keep seeing these things transform in front of your eyes and transform within you, you're like, Oh yeah, this is working, it, but it's it's a daily practice. But yeah, I mean, definitely, more to our own mortality, experiencing our own. I've had near death experiences too, and or um, sitting with someone passing. My my cousin passed in right. November, and oh, yeah, it. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, watching her pass uh, transition was uh, just like another spiritual awakening for me where it really lit some fire under me to do things like this get on podcasts this would not you know be the first thing I think of yeah. to reach more people but um I could feel her presence with me like stop playing small you empower other people to play small yet like you're very comfortable in your little world right now you know get get out there get a little uncomfortable see what happens
1: it's so. wild how you and I have very similar things. So my dad passed away in November, not mm-hmm. the last year, but the year before. So, so. And um, I was on FaceTime. He was in San Diego. And um, we were on FaceTime. I was talking to him. He didn't really communicate. He had dementia. But he got to the point where he was finally happy in his life. And I mm-hmm. talked to him every day. And um, I knew he was going to die eventually, but... He didn't die for a long time. He was in the hospital for like two years. So it was a long process, almost probably a year of him. Okay, he's going to die. No, he's not going to die yet. But um, the day he died, I was talking to him and um, I said something and he smiled.
0: And then he wasn't responding. And the nurse said, he's gone. Ooh, I have goosebumps everywhere. And... Um, mm. Yeah, it's 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 really amazing to to be with someone as they transition. Yes, really I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that for another another yeah. podcast. I, I I invite people that
1: are wondering what it's like to like have a spiritual awakening. If you've ever seen the movie The Free Guy, you ever seen that with Ryan Reynolds? It's no. a great movie, a fun movie. Just saw it over the weekend. Um, he, it's it's about a video game. He's called the Free Guy. Free Guy. Okay. Blue shirt, Blue shirt guy. But at one point, he's an NPG, and then he puts on these sunglasses, and he sees a whole different universe. He sees mm. all the scores and the power ups and all that stuff. And that's really what it's like to have a spiritual awakening. Because what people that are spiritually awake is we see the world differently and yeah. we see all the bonus and the power-ups and yes. we see different things so that's really what it's like so if you want to know go see the movie free guy and and look at what it likes to it put is. your sunglasses on what yeah it's really beautiful yeah,
2: thank you for that um is that a metaphor or a simile but yeah i think a metaphor <laughs> but yeah One like I, especially around um just like troubling, repetitive behaviors and patterns. I, I work with a lot of folks who feel like they're, that like they, they're, they're the characters are changing, um, but like everybody's right. still wearing the same costume or something. Yeah. I feel like when you've had some spiritual awakenings, yes, you still may have that old trigger arise or whatever. But when your glasses are on your spiritual awakening glasses and you see someone um, who's yeah. acting a certain way, lashing out or, you know, like purposely doing things that are going to cause rupture in a relationship, you see their hurt first and, yeah. you know, you can make better informed decisions about your next steps from there, as opposed to just like two people that are hurt, hurting one another over and over. So yeah, I definitely. And you can
1: go even deeper and you can see dark energy yeah. and you can see the battle of the masculine and the feminine energy that's not in balance.
2: Right, and that's
1: another whole podcast.
2: <laughs> well, there right we go. There. I should be writing down all these ideas, so we'll, we'll do a part two and three. But yeah, we, I,
1: we might have to do that. We yeah. might have to do that. So, one of the things I wanted to share because it's one of the, something that's really brought me joy is that you're not, you know, a professional dancer. You have to have the moves and all the 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 choreography. However, you do something that I really love to do, <laughs> and it's called a static dance. And if you can find this in your local, usually through a meetup, it's incredible. And Now that COVID's pretty much a wash, and now people are getting out and and doing it, but it's incredible music. Mm-hmm. You just move and you just kind of swim on the dance floor, and no one, you don't dance. You just You just the move. Universe you you just, find your
2: groove and You, you find move. your
1: groove
2: and you go. <laughs> yeah. And it's low light. It is and, not, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. I love it. I love putting together the experience of it because yes, it took me back to that looking at those those books of, you know, indigenous rituals and thinking like, how could I ever have a part in this? And um five rhythms has been a big interest of mine and then ecstatic dance is like a bit more free form in that and so yeah when i host transformational retreats we usually do some kundalini breathwork and meditation in the morning uh we either do uh breathwork journeys in the afternoon or maybe some other sort of like stretchy movement practice and then at night we we close with um some ecstatic dance. So we're, we're going to do that oh. soon in Costa Rica. I'm really excited.
1: Oh, I love Costa Rica. Ecstatic yeah. dance in Costa Rica? I'm there. <laughs> Sign me up. Hey, Brenna, <laughs> I'm going to Costa Rica. I don't know when, but put it on my calendar. Okay, here we go. So, Nicole, what a what a treat to have you today, really. And third, fourth time's a charm. We've been trying to do this a while and it just hasn't happened, but so glad to have you.
2: For the listeners, I I told Rob not to share the video because I'm like literally in mom family sick oh, mode in my Yeah, hair but you're is back. radiating I'm wearing a robe. But um I was like, I'm coming on because the universe has bigger plans and we're gonna just enjoy yeah. each other's company and see what happens. <laughs>
1: so much fun. Hey, if you want to reach Nicole, you can reach her at the I have to have you come back. We have to talk about that kundalini breath work. That's all my, that's my jam. That's all the stuff that I do. Yeah. I love all
0: that stuff. Oh and my co-
2: god! I connected with you on Instagram too. That's I'm I'm most active on there. So you can f- find me Nicole Smith LeVay um, on there Instagram and yeah, you'll see. You'll see us uh, jamming in Costa Rica. I'm sure I'll share some video and pictures.
1: Oh man, love. It. Yeah, I gotta tell you, have a spiritual awakening it is so much fun. It is so much fun Freedom. to get connected to the your higher self, your higher purpose, Your your, the feel, like to feel is just amazing.
2: Yes, to feel, to enjoy the moments that we're here alive more fully. So, yes. Thank you so much for having me, Rob. This was really fun.
1: It was a blast. Thanks, Nicole, for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you so much for your support and taking the time out of your busy and precious day to listen to Life Transformation Radio. I so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me, along with all of my guests, to touch your heart, move your soul, and inspire you to live a life of transformation. I'm Rob Actis, until next time.
0: This is Life Transformation Radio. Download complete.